Hello, Starseeds, and welcome to another episode of Rooted in Starlight. We are in the third week of September. Um, we are working with, uh, we're fast approaching the fall equinox, which is going to be the official end of summer. I know for most of us, the official end of summer starts once uh, kids are back in school. Um, but the official end will be when the sun moves into Libra, and that will take place on September the 23rd. So let me just start there by wishing all our Libra uh, star seeds a happy birthday. And um, I will pick up with where we are at right now, which is... Uh, the good news, especially if you are Leos or Tauruses and have prominent planets in either of those signs, we just had the last square between Venus and Jupiter, which took place on the 17th of September. Um, and if you'll remember in my last episode, I was speaking to the fact that since the uh, previous square that took place in August, that was, I believe, August 22nd, um, between Venus and Jupiter, um, we literally have gone um, a full month with Venus and Jupiter in this um, orb of this square where they've literally only been like one or two degrees apart. Now that they have finally reached their third and final conversation, um, we will start seeing, and for those of you that are definitely impacted by planets, especially your sun, moon, or rising sign, or Venus herself, because you would definitely be feeling this if you've got your Venus in Leo or Taurus, um, but now that they have had, Venus and Jupiter have had their final conversation with whatever it may be, however it may be showing up in your life, they will start um, pulling away from each other. Um, so if you have had uh, any kind of difficulty, if you have found this to be intense, if you found yourself just being very sensitive, um, you know, you might have even felt that you've lost some you know, energy, um, you know, all that will slowly start to change um, as we continue to move forward throughout uh, this month of September. Um, you will definitely start feeling the um, change by, um, I would say, the 24th, 25th of September, because by then Venus will be um, about four degrees apart um, from Jupiter. Remember, Venus is direct in Leo now. Um, she's still in her shadow zone, meaning she's still covering the degree territory that she was in when she was retrograde. Um, but we now have Jupiter retrograde. So he is moving very, very slowly um, and what would appear to be moving backwards if you were looking through a telescope. Um, but he is in Taurus 
in his retrograde phase. And Jupiter will be retrograde, as I said in the last episode, Jupiter will be retrograde throughout the remainder of this year. Um, so <laughs> uh, take that for whatever it's worth. Um, one, it, And I, I spoke to this in the last episode. One of the things with, um, like Jupiter does not go direct until December the 30th. So right before New Year's Eve, which... Uh, maybe that could be a good thing. Um, keep that in mind when you're making your plans uh, for New Year's. But I did speak in the last episode that one of the uh, challenges with Jupiter being retrograde, it isn't necessarily that suddenly uh, Jupiter has closed up shop on, you know, being helpful or wanting to, you know, uh, bestow blessings upon us or solutions in ways that things can work out for us um, in an uh, easier way. It's just that with um, the retrograde, what it does mean is that things have definitely slowed down. So if you are someone that is having a Jupiter return and you would be having that if your Jupiter, if your natal Jupiter that means when you were born, if Jupiter was in Taurus, then you are having a Jupiter return. And for you, it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, the, the you know, this last quarter of the year is going to, you know, be problematic. But I think what if you've definitely seen, if you have definitely been able to experience an increase um, in your life um, since May, then what you will start seeing possibly now is um, a bit of a slowdown. And so things may not be moving as quickly. Um, solutions may not be, um, you know, as readily available as they have been. But on some level, like, um, you know, as with all planets, when they go retrograde, one of the things to really be able to do is to just take some time and, um, you know, really go within and start finding out what it is that you feel your higher self is saying to you, you know, what is that internal voice? Um, you know, what is that trying to say to you? And, and we have all experienced that with Venus over this um, summer with her being retrograde in, in Leo. So you didn't need to have uh, Venus be um, a natal planet in Leo for you. It's just because she's our planet of relationships, everyone in some way has felt Venus um, and experienced her retrograde. Um, and, you know, and, you know, now being direct you're also experiencing what it is like now that she's moving forward, starting to pick up a little, um, you know, a little steam and a little energy. Um, but like I said, she's going to be covering the same territory that she was covering um, while she was retrograde. Um, and that for, for Venus is literally going to be through the beginning of October because she needs to get to that 28 degree mark before she clears her uh, shadow uh, energy. Um, and so one of the things though that can happen with that is you can actually start 
you know, really understanding what was um, certainly what was the the heart of the summer like for you um, and what were some of the things you experienced uh, with relationships, whether they were intimate relationships, family relationships, uh, professional relationships. Um, you know, did you have any kind of impact uh, financially with Venus being retrograde? You know, what did that do? Uh, how is that playing out now that she's moving direct? Um, and so when planets are retrograde, it's the time to be able to take stock, stock and kind of understand what is it that... Um, you know, what is it you're experiencing? And based on what you're experiencing, is it something that you feel needs to be, you know, addressed or um, reviewed or changed in some way? Um, and the changes don't need to be happening until you actually get the planets moving direct again. Um, and so that is something that you're going to be experiencing, you know, over these next few months with Jupiter now being uh, retrograde. Um, and like I said, with Jupiter and Venus, the reason it can be prom, it's so prominent when they're retrograde is because they are, uh, considered the benefics, um, in traditional astrology. And, um, and again, what that means is that they are the two planets that want to be first in line to help us out in some way and help us out in a way that brings more ease and grace um, and, you know, solutions and resolutions, um, you know, to us, uh, for us in our lives. Um, and so just keep that in mind as we're going through these next couple months with Jupiter that, you know, <laughs> you might at some point literally say to yourself, oh, why does it feel like I'm treading water or moving backwards? Um, and, you know, that could be part of it. With Jupiter and Taurus, again, that's going to be, Taurus does roll over money. So once again, that could be finances. Um, Taurus is also the sign that is all about growth and it wants to be able to grow things that are going to be stable and bring us some kind of, of benefit. Um, you know, you, we often will say luxury because Taurus being ruled by, uh, the planet Venus is a sign that likes good things. Um, and so it, it, it can sometimes, um, be the sign that's associated with, um, you know, just the finer things in life. But one of the, the essences of Taurus, because it is, um, what we would say, you know, the earth sign of the earth signs um, is that it is a, it is the sign that really likes to have us work on something and then be able to have a tangible result for that. And so that can be something as, you know, simple as having a good grade for, you know, a you know, a particular class that you might be taking or, you know, something that you're studying and you're trying to, um, you know, really um, achieve mastery with it. Um, or it can be something like building your own business or, you know, plant, certainly planting a garden, um, you know, working with um, your home in some way, 
Um, and so these are the things that with Jupiter being in Taurus, these are some of the things that you're going to see um, these themes with Jupiter now being retrograde, where, again, it could either be feeling like you're just treading water um, or where you might feel like you're kind of thinking, oh, this doesn't feel like I'm moving forward. Um, and that that will change, um, but it's just us needing to be patient. One of the things that Jupiter as a planet rolls over is us being able to have faith that things are working out for us and working out for us in a way that we may not fully understand, but that we trust that there is a plan um, and something bigger than us that is trying to, you know, guide us on the path that we are on. Um, and so that is one of the, the um, big news is coming out of this week. And again, because I'm someone with a Taurus rising and a Leo sun, I have definitely felt this um, Venus retrograde. And I've certainly felt this square um, between Venus and Jupiter. And so it's definitely something that I can be speaking to on a personal level as much as I'm also trying to present it to you in a way that can be beneficial for what you may be experiencing um, or even sensing or feeling um, for yourself. Um, we also have, um, you know, the, the sun is uh, active this week. Um, it is uh, today, actually, on the 19th. Uh, we had the sun opposite um, the planet Neptune, which is Neptune is retrograde, but in its home sign of Pisces. Uh, so the 19, so this was a day, and it's interesting because we have the sun having that aspect. Um, and then, you know, on Thursday, it has another aspect uh, with Pluto. And what's interesting is when you have very different aspects, aspects like this, the sun itself, because it is the center of our, not only <laughs> the center of our solar system, but it is also the, you know, the internal center of our universe. And so when the sun is making various aspects all in the same week, one of the things that is important to keep in mind is that you do get an opportunity to kind of shift. Um, and what I like about that is um, it kind of, you know, it's very similar to um, one of the, uh, the one song I'm thinking of is, um, you know, from the play Annie with the sun will come out tomorrow, but also I'm going to reference a really old movie gone with the wind where, you know, Scarlett, whenever she felt overwhelmed, one of the phrases that she would have in that movie is, Oh, Oh dear. You know, I can't think about this now. I'll think about it tomorrow. Um, and what's great when we're working with the sun is that with these kind of aspects, it's like, okay, you know, the sun having an opposition to Neptune could bring about confusion. It could bring about the feeling of, hey, this is what is on my wish list. This is what I, what I feel I really need in order for my life to just be, you know, firing on all cylinders, 
Um, that's very much the Neptunian part of the aspect. And then the sun, um, because it likes to illuminate and enlighten, you know, can kind of be there to be, especially because right now, remember, the sun is finishing up its journey in Virgo. Um, Virgo is very much the grounded earth sign of the zodiac. So it is very much the sign that's like, uh, wait, is that real? Is that reality? Um, and so that's where in the sign of Virgo, the sun can very easily say, let's do a reality check on where you're at with what it is you think you're working on, what it is you say that you want and what it is you're actually putting energy into to bring forth what it is that you say that you want. Um, and it is also the energy, because what's interesting with Neptune is Neptune is the planet that, you know, rules and governs over mystery, um, as does the sign Pisces itself. And so with Neptune being in its home sign, you know, you have that, that energy and even an opportunity to be saying, it, you know, is there something here that I don't see? Is there something here that I don't know? And am I willing to trust that because I don't fully know it, that that doesn't mean it isn't something that will work out for me in the long run? Um, and so that's one of the things with the um, opposition with uh, Neptune to just be aware of. Uh, this definitely, though, is a day where you don't want to be um, acting on any decisions. You might feel that you have some good ideas um, because Neptune can be inspirational and creative. Um, and so this was definitely a day that you may want to just be jotting them down and saying, okay. Let me, you know, just take a look at this in a couple days and see where I'm at. And is it something that I want to be uh, continuing to work with? Um, and what is interesting is that then in a couple days, what we have, uh, and this will be on Thursday, the 21st, is we have the sun having a trine with Pluto, um, so remember, we've got the sun finishing up its journey in our um, sign of uh, Virgo, which is the earth sign. It's mutable. And the mutable energy for the signs that um, have that as their, um, their signature is that they are preparing you for some kind of change. And so while the sun is, has been in Virgo um, for the last month, what it's basically been doing is saying, okay, we need to prepare for some kind of change that is about to happen. Um, and then Virgo itself, the energy very much is, you know, let's make sure I have all my ducks lined up. Let's make sure I know exactly, you know, what direction I, that I want to be heading in. Um, you know, let me make sure that I've got all the information that I need. Um, and so what's interesting with um, the trine that's going to be happening on the 21st with Pluto, uh, Pluto is in Capricorn. Uh, Pluto is retrograde. Pluto is going to be remaining in Capricorn until um, 
January of 24, uh, I believe it's mid-January, I will be able to give you that, that date as we, um, you know, start getting into uh, what we're going to be doing for 2024. Um, but so basically, you know, Pluto's moved back into Capricorn and set up shop there until, you know, the beginning of next year. Um, and Capricorn is um, a cardinal earth sign. And cardinal, cardinal signs, um, which are Aries, um, Cancer, uh, Libra, and Capricorn, they are all, those four signs are all the energy of what are we initiating? What are we beginning? Um, and so with Pluto in the uh, sign of Capricorn um, and the sun finishing up his journey in the sign of Virgo, you very much have with this particular trine. And remember, the trine, that aspect itself is referred to as the nature of Jupiter, meaning that when two planets get together in a trine, um, they are using the same um they're using the same modality. And so in this case, it's both the, they're both in both these planets are in earth signs. Um, and earth is very much about our, um, you know, our health and, 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 and wealth. <laughs> so, um, no matter what's going on, um, when you're dealing with an earth sign, you literally are looking at in some way, how is it meant to help me, um, you know, with my physical, mental, uh, and emotional health, and how is it meant to help me with my physical, mental, and emotional wealth? Um, and with earth signs, they typically are more about that tangible wealth, uh, more so than, than uh, any of the uh, other aspects uh, for wealth. And so with uh, the sun in Pluto, you're looking at, obviously, the sun is considered, um, you know, the god of light. And Pluto is the lord of the underworld. But one of the things to keep in mind with the, um, you know, with the underworld is that that is where in the deepest core of the earth that you're going to find the, you know, the molten fire that can actually either spew forth as a volcano or move in such a way that it can literally shake the earth. Um, and so on some level, what you're working with, um, with this particular trine that's going to be coming up is that you've got, you know, um, you know, what you would what you would refer to as, you know, the, the, the God of, you know, obviously for the, for the sun, the God of light, and then also the, um, for Pluto, this would be light, but light that is hidden because it's, it's the underworld. So it is something that exists that you either a are not aware of, um, or, uh, B have not been able to access it 
but it does exist inside you. And so with this trine, this is actually a great day to really, you know, try and move something forward. If there's anything that you have been working on, if you have anything on your to-do list, or more importantly on that, think back to January, (laughs) you know, on that resolution list where you, you know, were like, oh, it's going to be this, this, and this that I'm going to accomplish this year. This is a great day to, to, um, the, the 21st is a great day to look at what, where you're at with probably one of the most important goals you might have set for yourself at the beginning of the year. And then if there is something that you really feel that you still need to do with that, the 21st is is, um, a good day to be trying to use energy to move something forward Um, and and literally to bring something forth. Um, With the sun in Pluto, it would be very much that bringing forth something inside of you that exists to, you know, that exists in your core truth um, and, and could very well be some treasured gold, gold that you don't know how to express or that you feel like you're not expressing it fully or in the way that you want to. And September 21st, with this trine that's taking place, um, that's a great day to do, even if it's something small, to do something that says, I want to put energy into this. Um, Because one of the things that um, is really important, especially when you're trying to work with the planets to actually help manifest things in your life, is being able to know when to work with them. Um, I've said, and I believe it was, it was not, uh, it, it was, it was not the episode, uh, the previous episode. It was probably a couple episodes before that one where I was speaking about working with the planets. Um, you may find on, um, you know, social media and on the internet, um, it's referred to as astrological magic. I myself, while I love magic and thoroughly work with it, um, I do know that sometimes that word can be used in, in a way where people just think that you're being trivial. But when you're actually trying to work with the planets, um, first off, you want to be working with the most personal planets. Um, and that is our sun, our moon, our Mercury, our Venus and our Mars. Um, Once you get past Mars, you want to be careful. Um, You want to be careful with Jupiter because that, um, you know, that's where you start treading into what we call the outer planets or the transpersonal planets. Um, Jupiter is close enough in our chart that it does help us on a personal level. But Jupiter, again, because it's a... um, you know, a very large planet. It covers a lot of general themes. So it's always best to be working with the outer planets, um, especially uh, Saturn and Pluto and Neptune and Uranus, when they are in aspects with one of the personal planets, the sun or the moon, 
uh, Mercury, Venus, or Mars, because that's when you're dialing into the internal energies that you literally came into this world with, and you're working with them in a way that with an outer planet, it's actually able to try and help in a favorable aspect, bring something forth. Um, And then in challenging ones, what it's usually doing is trying to just bring some awareness um, to you on something that you might be trying to push forward and the universe might be trying to send you the message of, oh, no, that's not, you know, this isn't the best time or this may not even be something that would be valuable for you to be working with or, um, you know, favorable for you to be working with. Um, and so in this particular, um, aspect with the sun and, and Pluto and this trine that they're having, this really is a good day to be looking at what is it that I've been working on? Um, you know, is there a particular project or a relationship, uh, or some goal that I haven't quite gotten over the hump and say, what is it that I really need to do? And then again, be, you know, okay, I am going to dig down deep and bring forth, you know, something inside me, some kernel of truth inside me that I, that you can really say that, you know, that you feel this is the best, uh, the best move to make, or, you know, the best direction to move in or the best step to take at that, at this particular time. And then that's where you can be, um, expect to be supported on that level. Um, and I feel like with this energy, um, you know, that you, this is definitely energy that you can be working with throughout the 21st. Um, and I also feel that because the sun is getting ready to change signs, that's going to happen on the 23rd, that, you know, this is your peak time is going to be on the 21st. Um, but it can definitely be something that if you need to follow up on something that you might be doing on the 21st, then you've got the 22nd to also, you know, continue the flow or continue the energy, so to speak. Um, and that's also a nice way then to honor, you know, your internal sun, because then the sun moves into Libra on the 23rd, and that begins the the season of autumn. Um it also officially begins what we call our harvest season. Um, remember, the, the Libra is the sign of uh, harmony and balance and diplomacy. Um, it is the sign of peace. Uh, so the sun in Libra is going to be wanting to generate energy within each of us where what we're working with is energy of you know, how can I cultivate, um, and especially relationships because Libra rules over partnerships of all kind. And so with the sun in Libra, that's going to be one of the things that you're going to see. Um, while the sun was in Virgo, the journey very much could have been, um, more of a mental journey of, you know, here's what I'm trying to get done. Here's what I'm trying to accomplish. And do I have what I need? And, and where's my to-do list? Um, but once the sun moves into, um, the air sign Libra, it then literally shifts our energy. And instead of, you know, maybe looking 
in so much or, you know, having, you know, because Virgo obviously can be very, uh, it's very good at analyzing and, um, you know, kind of looking at something and, and tossing it around and, and coming up with, you know, well, this is, this is why this would be good or, you know, this is why it wouldn't work for me. Um, and then in the sign of Libra, what is great is that once the sun moves in there, it's going to have us looking out more, um, because it's going to have us wanting to see who is it that's in our, who is it that's in our lives, um, that we want to be able to, uh, cultivate energy, um, to, you know, to enhance relationships. Um, and so there's going to be, you know, certainly, um, you know, energy of, you know, being able to, you know, think about, well, how can I help someone out? And by helping them out, how does that help me? Um, that's very much the, um, you know, the give and take that Libra very much has that, that, um, energy of the, uh, I balance. That's the mantra for Libra is I balance. And part of what it balances is the giving and receiving. Um, and so that's going to be energy that we're going to feel once the sun moves into, uh, Libra. And so, um, you know, like I said, Thursday is going to be a really good day with that trine that's taking place with the sun in Pluto. Um, so if for any reason uh, today was a day where it might not have worked for you or things seemed confused or fuzzy, um, keep in mind that there should be clarity coming to you um, by the time we get to Thursday. Um, and then we will also, like I said, then we will have the fall equinox. One of the things we will also have happen on the 23rd is we will have Venus, who is now direct in Leo, having a trine with Chiron. Remember, Chiron was the other planet way back in July I, when I did the Venus episode. I spoke to the three planets that Venus was going to have a regular conversation with. Um, and they were uh, Jupiter and Uranus, both in Taurus. And she was having this... Uh, you know, regular conversation as well with Chiron, um, which is an asteroid, but because she was ha meeting up with Chiron three different times, um, that's when you definitely want to be taking notice what is a planet trying to say or do for us. Um, and so uh, that the final, uh, uh, the final aspect and the final trine that Venus has with Chiron that takes place on the twentieth uh, on the twenty third as well. And remember, uh, Chiron um, as the asteroid, obviously, because we when we're speaking of it, we just kind of throw the <laughs> the term planet around. Um, but Chiron is the um, the shamanic healer in the chart, and so when Chiron's working with anything for us that it's trying to heal it's it's wanting to do that on a very deep level and so for venus to have this trine with chiron as the sun 
So let me see if hopefully you'll be able to follow this this trend of thought that I'm having because Venus rules the sign of Libra. The sun rules the sign of Leo. Um, and so what we're going to have on the 23rd is the sun moving into the Venus ruled sign of Libra while Venus is in the sun ruled sign of Leo. Um, the sun in Libra is going to instantly want to be bringing about, you know, setting down to go to work with peace and harmony and, um, uh, and balance for us. And then Venus in Leo, in the sun ruled sign of Leo, is going to want to be working with Chiron on that same day um, and really saying, you know, what is it that we need to finish off here as, you know, this healing, um, you know, this healing uh, energy and, and conversation that we've had uh, throughout the summer because Venus has, like I said, she has met up with Chiron um, three different times um, since her entry into Leo. And uh, on the 23rd will be the final time that she has this trine with uh, Chiron. Um, and so that I just feel like, um, you know, this weekend, and I, I just feel like the sun and Pluto kind of kick off, kick that off with Thursday with this trine. And then we, you know, move into, you know, the sun moving into Libra and then Venus having this trine with Chiron. And I just feel like if you've had any kind of, um, yeah, if you've had any kind of frustration or, you know, energy slowdown or, you know, impatience uh, happening uh, since uh, the 16th and 17th, as we get into the 21st and move into this, you know, upcoming weekend, I think you really will start feeling a difference um, in the, you know, in some of the relief and, and, and certainly start feeling, you know, that there um, is a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> so hopefully um, that will be something that you will actually see in your life play out. Um, and if nothing else, certainly feel it as the energy is happening, which you will if you are uh, an Aries, a Libra, um, a Leo. <laughs> um, so those are definitely, um, you know, a Capricorn. Um, those are definitely the signs uh, that you're going to really feel. And, and Cancer, don't let me forget, because you're a cardinal sign as well. That's energy that you're really going to feel kind of turning on and lighting up um, as we uh, move uh, into the uh, in from Thursday and, and move into the weekend. Um, and then I will be doing a separate episode. I just wanted to make sure I got this episode out um, for um, my listeners. Uh, I will be doing a separate episode on the upcoming full moon which closes out the month of September. That full moon is going to be on the 29th of September. Um, this is the harvest moon. This is also going to be the last supermoon of the year. Um, and what's great about that for this moon is be, because it's the, known as the harvest moon, every year we have a 
full moon either in September or the end or the beginning of October. That is known as the harvest moon. Um, and so that moon is always a bit bigger to begin with. The fact that it's going to be a super moon means that it will be bigger than usual. Um, it's the last of the super moons for the year. So this is definitely a full moon that you want to be able to check out um, if you get the opportunity and weather permits based on where you are um, located. Um, and I'll definitely do a separate episode on that. This will be a full moon in Aries. Um, it'll be six degrees of Aries. Uh, and so remember, full moons are always when the sun is in the opposite sign of the moon. Um, and so the moon will be in Aries and the sun will be in Libra. Um, and then also keep in mind, and I know I did speak to this uh, in my last episode that I put out on the 5th of September, and that's that once again, we do have Uranus at play with this full moon. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I'm sure the new moon, hopefully it was interesting, fun surprises that you experienced. Um, but remember, we had Uranus um, at play at the new moon that took place on the 14th, 15th of September. Um, the one thing about that situation was that we were working with trines with uh, Uranus. And so um, the, <laughs> the big difference between that new moon and what this upcoming full moon is, is that we are going to have a square this will be the final square between Venus in Leo having her final square with Uranus in Taurus. And remember, Uranus is retrograde. Uranus went retrograde the end of um, August. So that takes place on the same day. I will have more about that. I'm just putting that out now for you that, you know, if you're planning on doing anything for that weekend, uh, again, you know, I mean, the good news is Mercury is direct, so Mercury won't be involved in, in trying to throw surprises at you. Um, but again, this is a final square. Venus has had two other squares with Uranus. Um, and so just keep in mind uh, and what I will do for this full moon, I'll make sure the episode's out early enough and I'll give you the other two dates for the squares that she had with Uranus. And then that way, that might give you, that might be helpful to you uh, to see uh, how it was, how the other two were playing out for you. Um, and so that will definitely be something to uh, keep in mind uh, with the full moon that's coming up. But just like I said, the fact that it is a, um, a harvest moon and it is the last um, super moon, it definitely will be a moon that if you're able to take it into view uh, and get some beautiful photos of it, that would be something that would be uh, very beneficial. Um, and that is where I will leave this right now. Oh, the only other thing I want to pull up. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the only other aspect that I want to talk about before I close out here 
is um, speaking of the weekend, you know, and how we're having some, you know, very beneficial uh, energy that actually continues into Monday the 25th, um, which may be a holiday for um, uh, if you're celebrating Yom Kippur, um, because we will have the final trine between Mercury and Jupiter. Remember, since Mercury has been um, in Virgo, uh, Mercury has had a conversation with Jupiter. The last trine that uh, Mercury had with Jupiter was back on September the 4th. That was Labor Day. Um, And then it's going to have its final trine with Jupiter on the 25th. And so just keep that in mind as you are working with that. Um, On Sunday, we will also have the sun and the moon having a trine. And hopefully um, between that trine and, you know, the trine with Venus and Chiron, um, you know, in this uh, and the upcoming uh, trine that will be taking place with uh, Mercury and Jupiter, that hopefully that energy will be what you really feel and that you'll be able to see play out for you throughout uh, this weekend. Um, If you run into any problems at all, it will be the aspect that we're going to have with the sun. The sun will be having a quincunx with Saturn on the 24th. My hopes are that the trine energy can overshadow the quincunx, um, but, you know, the sun is a very, uh, obviously the sun is, um, you know, one of our most um, supreme planets uh, in the universe. So what the sun does, we do usually feel. Um, Saturn is retrograde in Pisces. With the sun being in Libra, it will be 150 degrees away from Saturn. And that's what a quincunx is. Um, And normally what a quincunx means is that two planets come to the table with absolutely nothing in common. Um, And so just keep that in mind. Excuse me. allergies are acting up. Um, So just keep that in mind as you're working with the 24th, which is Sunday. So if we have any kind of hiccup at all in the, in the weekend, it might be that. Um, Other than that though, like I said, with the trine energy that we're going to be working with that starts uh, in earnest on Thursday, um, I think we should definitely see, some lightness and some ease and some grace, which I think everyone is definitely in need of and deserving of at this time. Um, and I will leave it there because I cannot believe that um, we're going into the last week of September, uh, which will be what I'll be putting out. The full moon will be the next episode that I get out to you. And then right after that will be what's going on in October. So if you haven't had a good year, the good news is this year's going really fast. Hopefully you feel that. Um, And if you have had a good year, 
then it's probably been seeming like a blur. Um, either way, you know, we've got some nice aspects coming and, you know, the, the one thought that I do have that I, uh, you know, before I sign off here is utilize as many of those aspects as you can to help move things along for you. Um, because once we do get into October, we are going to be in eclipse season again. And, you know, those are wild cards. So you never quite know what's going to go happen with them. Um, that will be more, uh, that will be in future episodes, obviously in very near future episodes, but we'll leave that as it is. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in each week. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you so much for supporting this podcast, for supporting my journey, um, because this is very much a babe in the woods podcast still. Um it's, you know, it's going to be two years in November, but I certainly feel like I am still very much, you know, at the ground level trying to, um, you know, build this brick by brick. Um, so I am very appreciative of you tuning in, of leaving um, reviews and, um, you know, and five stars ratings, um, and certainly of sharing the episode with anyone that you feel would find this uh, information and the way that I present this information helpful and healing um, in any way to them. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. You can find me on Facebook, Although I will admit I have not been on, on um, I definitely have not been online that much um, with the summer. Uh, so maybe the, the fall is going to change that up. We will see. Um, but you can find me on Facebook under Trisha Morrissey. And you can also find me on Facebook under Rooted in Starlight. You can find me on Instagram under trisha.morrissey.31. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to me, or if you're interested in consultations, you can reach out to me via email at rootedinstarlight, which is all one word, rootedinstarlight at gmail.com. And again, thank you all. And remember, reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul. Thank you.